Hello and welcome to the Sealy News Podcast. I'm the host, Cole McNana, sports and education editor, coming to you live from the Sealy News studios at Sealy News headquarters with another behind-the-scenes look at the stories in the July 16 edition of the paper. We'll take a deeper dive into some of the conversations had and provide you with some of the bits of the interviews left on the editing room floor. This week, we've got conversations with Sealy Superintendent Brian Hallmark on the return to school, and coaches Shane Mobley and Kim Boyd on athletes returning to strength and conditioning camps earlier this week. Thank you very much for tuning in on whatever streaming platform you're coming to us on, and be sure to leave us a review on that site if you enjoy it, and tell your friends to join the party as well. As always, be sure to pick up a copy of your favorite local newspaper today. This week's front page stories include the jump in coronavirus cases in Austin County, with Judge Tim Lapham reporting 133 total cases at the beginning of this week. It was also announced at the beginning of the week that one of the Austin County commissioners tested positive for COVID-19 and still attended the Monday morning meeting, but a second test came back negative. The unnamed commissioner was only tested as a pre-operation formality ahead of a surgery, according to Lapham, but you can find the rest of the scoop on our website. You can also find the centerpiece on SealyNews.com as well, taking a look at the hog hunt bounty that was issued in the county. Matt Novisky, owner and operator of Collars and Cutters, Kennels, and Wild Hog Removal, not only sat down with our Joe Southern for a future interview, but also took our managing editor out on a hunt with him to get some awesome pictures, which can be found in the online version of the story. Working back up to the top, where Sealy ISD has taken the first couple of steps in creating their return to school plan, beginning with the survey that was sent out at the end of June. As you'll hear Sealy Superintendent Brian Hallmark say, the 15-question survey was sent at the end of June with a downward trend of COVID-19 cases, so the second survey that will be sent out in a couple of weeks could garner some different results. Nonetheless, we'll dive into some of the results Hallmark and the task force assembled to concoct a plan received from the survey this week and take a look ahead to what school around Sealy could look like in just a few weeks. Joining us now is Sealy ISD's first-year superintendent, Dr. Brian Hallmark. Do you have some uh, responses from the survey? Do, you, do we can we discuss the uh, anything about the survey yet? Yeah, absolutely. So, so we had uh, so we we've got a survey staff and and parents, and we'll talk about the parent survey a little sure. bit first. And yeah, you know, I, I, I think the I think the main thing for for us with the survey was to kind of get a uh, get a pulse on on how the community feels about returning to school in August and, yeah. uh, you know, and, I, and, and, and to, to, you know, have, give them an opportunity to share some of their concerns and, and, you know, hopes and fears and, and all those things with us. And so I think we, I think we captured that pretty well, but, you know, one, one of the challenges for us as a district is, is to figure out, you know, how many families are, are, are really going to, you know, do the face-to-face on-campus learning and how many families are going to take advantage of the remote learning because we have to allocate staff appropriately. Right. And, and, and so this was kind of our first step into, hey, what are the hot topic issues for parents? You know, how can we develop a plan? Uh, 
that make them, you know, that ensures that their kids are safe on campus, those types of things, so that we could get as many people back to campus as possible because, you know, for us, there's no doubt we believe that the best place for a student to learn is in the classroom with their teacher. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out how we can do that as safe as possible. So, so we asked one of the questions that we asked, which was a big question for us, was like, you know, that let parents know we plan to open in August. And, you know, at that, at this time, which I believe this survey went out the last week of June, you know, which option would you choose for your child at this time? Mm-hmm. And at that time, we had about, uh, out of, out of, we had 694 responses. People wow. responded to the survey. And out of those, about 56.3% at the end of June said, we're sending our kids back to school. Okay. And then we had, we had, uh, we had 21% say that that they would be looking at re- remote learning options, and then we had about 22.8% that said I will have my students participate in both person and remotely. So kind of meaning that, hmm. that you know I have I have some kids that might be there in person and might be you know and might be there remotely. And so what what we we tried to follow that up with was, you know, what are the, you know, what are, what are the factors that when you're considering whether or not to participate in person or remote, like mm-hmm. what are the hot topic issues for you? And so out of that, 42% of our parents basically said that safety measures put in place by CDISD will go a long ways to determining, you know, what, hmm. uh, what, what, their decision is, and then and then we had uh, about thirty one point three percent that said their biggest indicator of what they would do with their child would depend on the number of active COVID cases in, in our community at that time. Okay. And and then we had about eleven percent say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave it up to my students and their and their personal preference. And then we had a lot of you know the other was made up of of, of about twelve other categories, but they were. Really, you know, just a handful of, of responses under each of those. I gotcha. Okay. Alrighty. How does the, how do these numbers kind of make you feel? Was this kind of what you were expecting? The, the number of responses is, is this, was this surprising to you? You know, I, I thought as far as the number of responses, I mean, when you consider that a lot of families, you know, we have roughly 2,800 students and, and a lot of families had multiple students. Right. I, you know, I, I really thought that our response rate was pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. You know, and that we were, we were capturing a large population of our families. Um, you know, so, so was really, really pleased with that. I will tell you the thing that I, and, and we'll follow up here next week with our families, but one of the, one of my biggest concern right now is, you know, when we put out this survey, there, there, there was a downward trend in COVID cases in our in our county, right. in our community, and and so we've seen an uptick in the three weeks since the, since the survey went out, and and you know it'll just be interesting to to gauge where we are right now and, and what what our uh, what our community's thinking and in terms of coming back, and you know I, I think I think if, if from the feedback we got, I think. Parents want to know that school is putting the right precautions in place to keep my kids safe. Right. And that, and 
the district will respond appropriately if we have case COVID cases in the school. And and so, you know, obviously the, the sanit- sanitation, the cleanliness of our buildings, you know, safeguards in that regard as far as, you know, who's wearing masks, mm. all of those things are going to go into helping determine that. But kind of our plan was to do this survey and then based on those results, we've been working on a comprehensive district plan. Mm-hmm. And we will share that with at the school board meeting uh, next week. There you and, go. And, and then from there, you know, board meetings on Wednesday and then and then on Thursday, we're going to make it public for our, for our families to view and give us feedback on. And then we'll make some tweaks from there. And, and right. you know, and then from that standpoint, too, moving forward, you know, that plan's going to look different for a 12th grader than it is for a kindergartner. Sure. And, and, and so, you know, Maggie B and Seeley Elementary are going to look different than the high school and the middle school. And, and, you know, and even Maggie B and Seeley are going to have to have their own plans. Right. In a, because the campuses are different. Right. Right. And, right. and so there's just lots of, lots of uh, details that are going to have to be campus specific. After I got gotcha. come forward district plan and and I guess last uh last Tuesday we got guidance from TEA on their recommendations for uh you know for reopening safely and and you know some of those were some of those were were interesting and then some of them were were well in alignment with you know with things that we've seen either from the CDC or you know the American Academy of Pediatrics uh different groups that we've been looking to for some for some guidance on reopening right right and that was going to kind of be my next my next question was about the TEA guidelines and uh, like you said you know some of them were kind of what you were expecting but what is kind of the next step with the survey will it be kind of in line with the TEA guidelines as well as the responses from the Sealy parents you know I think some of them are and and you know I'm one of those guys that could you know, I, sometimes I get to stay the hard time, but I think they're in the same situation we are. They're right. working as hard as they can and as fast as they can on on a topic that, that man, it changes daily. Right. You know, <laughs> as things trend up and down and, and different things, and they and you know, we also almost daily they learn something new about the virus. Exactly. You know, how it spreads or how you contain it and, and different things, and so. You know, I, th- there was nothing in there was nothing in the TEA guideline that made me think, man, I'm, you know, our community is going to have a tough time with that. Gotcha. Uh, you know, the biggest surprise to me was that the state kind of has, has set a guideline of, of, hey, you can you have to reopen, so you don't have a choice, <laughs> right? You, you're going to have to reopen your schools, and and if you sh- close schools. You can't close for more than five consecutive days. Hmm. And, which is very interesting. And, you know, and being on the, on, on a call with the commissioner, not only did they say five consecutive days, but also they, they really don't even recommend that. Like, like they want you to reopen as soon as you can disinfect and, wow. and all of those things to get your, your facility sterile. And, 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 and that's, you know, to me, that that could be difficult, depending yeah. on 
the state of the virus in a specific district or community. Right. Uh, and how and, and, and how big an outbreak could potentially be. And so, you know, but but other than that, you know, I think their their guidelines for you know for for the use of PPE such as masks, uh, hand sanitizers, those type of things. I think those are those are some things that that our community would probably have an expectation for us on, anyways. Right. Right. And uh, I saw that there was like a like a <clears throat> like a phase in option at the beginning of the school year where schools won't necessarily have to decide whether they are fully in person or fully online. Do you think that kind of opens up some opportunities for you guys as well? I think it does, but I think it also presents some challenges. Sure. You know, I, I think, you know, look at it two different ways. It's kind of, so what they've done is they're saying that, that, you know, you don't have to bring all the kids back at once. You can kind of have a three week window of reopening, if you will. Right. And so that could allow you to do some, tr- some trial runs, mm-hmm. if you will, and, and, and see how things go and, and, and tweak it before you bring back others. But then there's part of me that, that, you know, if I'm a parent in the community, like what's that going to be like if I have, you know, what if I have an elementary student, a middle school student, a high school student, mm-hmm. or vice versa? And so if we don't bring back all kids at one time, I could see some of that, that creating a burden for our families as well. I see that. And, and, and then there's, you know, and then there's, there's, you know, when you look at a trial run, well, you know, some people are going to have a hard time with, with thinking about it that way. Like, hey, wait a second, you're going to bring my kids back in a trial run? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. It's almost expecting a failure yeah. in a trial run, yeah. right? So like, you know, you need to create something that's going to be safe enough for all students to return. And but you know, it, it, it does give you some it does give you some flexibility and 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 those type of things. Alrighty, alrighty. So, well, that's good. That's good on that front. Um, and kind of getting back to the survey a little bit. Uh, what's sort of the next step with that? I I remember there was there's going to be a team. Assembled to kind of create a plan based on the results. Is that is that team assembled already, or will that kind of be coming here in the next yeah, couple of weeks? Yeah. So we have a uh, we we have a, a, a team of district leaders that have been working on various aspects of of you know our our plans for reopening. Okay. And you know some of those, and just to give you an idea of the things that we're that we're looking at, you know we're looking at uh, school calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to make any changes to the school calendar? And we hope not, you know. Uh, but if the need arises for us to make up times, we have to have a plan for that. Right. Uh, and and so looking at school calendar, cleaning and disinfecting protocols in classrooms, common areas, restrooms, buses, um, looking at student hygiene, looking at health screenings, uh, you know, how we respond to a suspected or a positive test. Right. Um, and then how we use, how we utilize the, uh, personal protective equipment. And then, and then, you know, a big one for us is the learning platform. Yeah. We're going to have an in-person and a remote option. And, you know, and, and last spring when we did the remote option, the message of the day was grace, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is, this is a new thing. We've got to help our kids through this. We've got to help our staff, help our parents. And, what, what we've seen as far as remote learning moving into fall is that you have to have the same standards for 
in person. So grading guidelines, uh, GPA, all of those things have to be consistent, whether it's at school or at home. And 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 so what we need what we need to communicate with with our families and make sure they understand is that you know the remote learning is 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 going to be ratcheted up from what we experienced in the spring. Right. And and and, and we have to do that to be consistent, you know, on assignments and and grading and all of those things. I gotcha. All righty. And uh, so you said you were going to follow up with with a second survey here in a little, here in a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're gonna we're, you know we're gonna we're gonna share our what we'll do is we'll share the plan with the community, and then we'll follow up after they've had a you know a few days to digest that. We'll follow up with another survey and get their feedback on our plan, as well as get some more feedback of what they're they're currently thinking is right for their students. Right. Okay. And, you know, and, and, and what the, what the state's done is they said that the parents will have up until two weeks, I believe, from the first day of instruction to kind of designate the plan, whether they want their kid to, to do the remote learning option or the face-to-face learning. Okay. And, and as you can imagine, like for us, We'll give parents that grace period, and if someone choose, you know, changes their mind and, and you know, it said remote learning, you know, they want to do face to face, that's fine. Sure. But we kind of need to know before two weeks because, as I mentioned earlier, we have to we have to allocate staff. Yeah. You know, and 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 all of those good things, and so it's going to be uh, it'll, it'll be a challenge, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll figure it out. We've got we've got some great people and and. You know, we're collaborating with the state. We're collaborating with all the districts in Region 6 and then with some other colleagues across the state. And so, you know, everybody's in the same boat, but we're going to figure out a way to give our kids a great experience and, and move forward. Awesome. Good deal. And how can people, how can parents uh, take the survey? Is that something you sent directly to them? Do they have to go to a website or something? That will, so, so we will send it, we'll send communicate so, so several ways. So we'll put it on we'll put it on on our Facebook page. We'll put it on our web page, and we'll send parents a an email. Okay. As well, giving them a link. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, uh, I think that'll about do it. Is there anything else uh, on your mind here? Anything else you want to make sure gets mentioned uh, about this return to school? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think the only thing for me is that you know we. We want our kids back in school. Yeah. And, uh, we hope that, we hope that the plan and, and the things we put in place, uh, give our parents the confidence that they need to send their child back to school. So. There you go. Good deal. We're just working, trying to, trying to figure it all out. <laughs> figure it out, trying to get to that new normal that we, we keep talking about, right? <laughs> That's right. A big thank you to Dr. Hellmark for the time, and we too look forward to the second round of surveys. We didn't quite get into how athletics could be affected in that conversation, but Sealy's student-athletes were back to work this Monday after a second shutdown to his strength and conditioning and sports-specific instructional camps in three weeks. First, a coach tested positive, then just as soon as the Tigers got back, 
The UIL suggested its schools shut down ahead of the Independence holiday to possibly mitigate the spread of coronavirus. So hopefully this time is for longer, but all of a sudden we've only got a couple more weeks before two-a-days start, which you'll hear both coaches speak upon. Without further ado, joining us now are head football coach Shane Mobley and head volleyball coach Kim Boyd, respectively. I want to check in. Um, first day back with the masks and everything like that. How has it been going? Was it was the check-in process any differently today? No, it's, you know we checked every kid's temperature. They they filled out the you know the forms and all that kind of stuff, and then they had to have a mask as they walked up and went set the stuff down and got in lines. And then once we started stretching and stuff like that, they they wanted to. Uh, of course, being outside and everything else and being a apart, little it's a little easier. Side. Yeah. And then, uh, but you know, making the transition from. You know, each different little uh, workout station, uh, you know, they put the mask on and, uh, of course, they have the right to wear it on top if they want to. They want to take it off as long as we're not in transition or uh, whatever. I think it's, it's uh, I think it's harder on the coaches. Uh, have to wear it all day long. The coaches have to wear it the whole time, yeah. And uh, so it gets, you know, being outside, it, it gets hot and stuff. So, um, you know, big question is going to be come. You know, like football, and three o'clock practice, four o'clock afternoon <laughs> practice, and you know you got these things. Uh, uh, so it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be hot as far as that. Yes. Yeah, but right. uh, you know, it's what we have to do, and so that's what we'll take care of. Exactly. So, uh, and last time we talked, it was so we we the UIL canceled, then they rescinded the dead days for the coaching school and stuff like that, and it was right after we had talked was that they canceled the Texas High School Coach Association Coach Clinic. Yes. So, what does that kind of change this preparation stage for you guys, or does it really at all that you get to have those days back? Or no, I mean, uh, you know, we got the word out to the kids that, that we'll have it next week as well. You know, uh, we'll still go. Our the coaching staff will still go and and uh, do your own retreat. Yeah, we'll go do the, the coaches retreat next week, and so we'll leave on Monday and come back on Thursday. Okay. Uh, work Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, then we got the TJ Mills golf tournament on Friday. Friday. Uh, so uh, the, the coaches are not with us. They'll be up here to run the squads and the groups and all that kind of stuff with the kids. Um, and then, you know, we're going to do the junior high this week and uh, Monday through Thursday this week and then Monday through Thursday next week. Well, everybody will be at the high school next week. Uh, okay. So, uh, you know, they have lightened up on the, the restrictions on the, the amount that you can have in right. the group and all that kind of stuff and how many coaches are – you know, so that right there is, is uh, and that broke, you know, earlier, you know, a couple of weeks ago before the, the mask. and Right. But, you know, we're able to do some one-on-one stuff, uh, things like that. So, uh, you know, you, you add something, but you get to take away something. And right. So uh, there, there's always the good and the bad, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, the great thing is, is we have a lot of kids coming back up here, uh, getting out and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh uh, so, I mean, really and truly, if UIL stays on uh, on the deadline, the date, you know, uh, then we're, you know, basically we're three weeks out. You know, by right. the end of this week, uh, there's there's two weeks. And, and so, you know, the big question will be is, is everybody signed up to participate in cross country and football and, tra- and volleyball, uh, stuff like that, you know, are they, are they still going to, you know, so as coaches, we'll start reaching out to the kids, making contact with them. 
uh, you know, some this week, but heavy uh, once we get back from, you know, the week before football and everything else. There you go. Uh, we still have some kids. We have a lot of kids that are working. Uh, we've got right. a lot of kids that have jobs and stuff like that. So uh, we'll reach out and because, uh, we you know, we've got to do our preparation in the locker rooms and everything else. So, um, you know, it, it's certain, some things we've talked about, you know, kids that are straight springtime sports, uh, you know, do we – uh, you know, do we put them in an athletic period right now, or do we wait until spring starts? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just to, to eliminate numbers. But at the same time, they'll be sitting in another class period. You know, so there's there's a lot of things that's been talked about that uh, you know you gotta sit down and put together with everything. There you go. Well, uh, we you mentioned earlier about big better participation numbers today, or was that just for this week compared to? Just for the last couple of weeks, you know, last, you know, we, we came back the week before, uh, uh, right before, before the July, you know, and then, uh, which some kids came back one or two days after we set up those 10 days. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, the numbers, uh, you know, from, com- compared to the first week, uh, you know, the numbers were way low. And so now we're, we're back up to about 50% of what we had. That first, week. Uh, that first week. Okay. You know? And so it's just now reaching out to the kids and getting home to them. And, and uh, you know, some whether they're working, some whether they're just not going to show up. Or, uh, you know, the COVID is still a big, you know, it's still a big question. And, For sure. And so, uh, you know, we respect the parents' decision. If the parents doesn't want, want the kids coming up, I understand. That's you it. Know? Right. Uh, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of questions that are still being answered, and it's not just about the student body. It's also about our teachers. You know, a lot of questions for the teachers and everything else as far as, uh, uh, you know, their personal situations. Yeah. So you mentioned having to do locker rooms and stuff like that. What is the preparation like to disinfect those before those guys come in? You know, it's like nobody's been in a locker room. Right. You know, as coaches, we've been in and out, maybe two or three of us, as far as we get equipment in and, and taking it back to the storage room and all that kind of stuff. But as far as having somebody in the locker room, there probably hasn't been people in the locker rooms in months besides the custodians that go in and play. Right, right. So uh, as far as worry about the germs, all that kind of stuff in there, uh, you know, we'll, we'll disinfect. Uh, you know, we'll probably put a spray out every other night or at least once a week um, um, you know the kids as far as the locker room space depending on how many kids we have you know you can't skip every other locker and it doesn't matter because they're going to be traveling Anyways. through the different doors and all that right. kind of stuff so uh, you know a couple of things that we are going to do is is, is uh, I am I've kind of waited as long as I possibly could I do have a two day schedule for us to start August 3rd uh, I do have a two, two-day schedule that I'm going to be mailing out uh, this week with a letter. But uh, I think we're going to uh, request that all athletes bring their own towels. Right, we're going to have you bring your own towels. Uh, that way you can take it home, bring it up, whatever. You know, you use your towel, and we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, showering and all that kind of stuff uh, uh, as far as all that goes. So uh, there will be a couple of things out there that, that – uh, you know, we'll address as far as I know. Yes, sir. Alrighty. Well, um, we talked about it a little bit, but kind of starting and stopping and starting and stopping. How's it feel to be back in your office with kids working out? Oh, it's great. <laughs> you know, it's it's awesome to have uh, to have the setting and everything. Um, you know, and the thing is, is, it's like going to work. You go to work, you get after it. Uh, coaches are are busting their tails. You know, the kids show up. They're working them hard. Uh, you know, you can tell some of our kids is been working out some of the yep. ones are showing up yep like 
like they need to continue, you know, like we need right. to keep this going because, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a hard first couple of weeks, yeah. you know. And again, at the same time, you just don't know. Tomorrow we may get a phone call or an email or something like that that, you know, We're done again. the governor has all the power <laughs> in the world to shut us down, to shut everything in the state of Texas down. And so, you know, we may all get that phone call. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of coaches are, you know, we're prepared to start August 3rd or starting to be prepared. But at the same time, in the back of our minds, we also know we may get that phone call that says, hey, we're going to prolong another week right. or another week. And so um, uh, it's frustrating, but, uh, you know, it's got to come from the top. It's got to come from the governor. It's got to come from TEA, UIL. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll, you know, keep rolling. I know there's some school districts out there that they've already decided that they're not having any spring sports. Right. right, right. I'm sorry, fall sports, not spring. No, fall sports. Any right. fall gotcha, sports. Gotcha. Um, you know, I think El Paso and, and there's some other ones out there. there yeah. So I figure within the next week or two, there'll be some other schools following suit as far as that goes. Um, that's hard. That's, that's, there's a lot of kids, a lot of kids that, that need athletics, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, you know, for some, you know, they, they do it because they love it and they're part of it and all that kind of stuff. But for some kids, you know, this is what they come to school for. This right. is what, this is their opportunity. And, uh, uh, of course, if we're sick and everything else and we're not trying to put it into this corona uh, virus, it doesn't matter. Right. You know? right. So, uh, you know, I know that uh, the leaders will do what they're supposed to do and, and make the right decisions. And, and uh, we go from there. That's all we can do, right? Yes, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Was what was it like today? Was it a little different? Did you feel any different? Did it? Um, I feel like they are more aware of the situation, what's going on in the world. So, I mean, where they don't want to do it, they at least understand it. All right, there you go. That's good. Um, was the sort of check-in process any different? Was it was a slower. just a little bit slower? Uh, uh, I mean, we have a pretty well-oiled machine so far where they, they have to go check in, get their temperature, and they fill out a waiver. They go put their stuff down, then they go outside. So, like, it's very no standing around. They just keep going. But the problem with now is you don't have a mask, you can't come, so then they have to stop calling their parents, and they have to go back to their car, and then it's just... <laughs> But they'll understand. The first day back, I'm sure we'll, we'll they'll kind of get it back again. But yeah. like you just had to kind of kick them out. Like they can't be hanging around. Yes. And afterwards, so. Yeah. So they're just not used to that type of stuff, and it, it's disheartening to me because I'm like, I'm the one that I, I want to talk to. I want to. Right. Right. Figure out what's going on. <laughs> we, we can't do that right now. So I try and do my best to stay in constant communication with them on social media or by our group messages or whatever else I can. Yeah, what was that kind of stop and start process like I was talking about with Mob? Obviously, we got to do what we got to do, but it's kind of frustrating to start and then stop, and now we're starting again, at least, so that's a positive? I mean, it's a positive in the fact that they, they know that we're coming back. Um, they're very excited about that. I, however, am very unsure it's going to actually happen. I hear you. Um, <laughs> Just with all these protocols, like, like they can't walk down this outdoor area without a mask on, but then they're going to be able to block and hit inches apart from each other. 
So I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios about we might not be able to have spectators on on days that we have, you know, more than one team at the school or things like that, like that we're having to take in consideration for down the road. Because, I mean, we're hosting tournaments. We're hosting a right. match still. We're right. doing scrimmages. So we, that's, you can't say, hey, you can bring one parent because who's going to know whose parent is who? And, and then how do you space them out, too, yeah. if you've only got somebody stands? Yeah. So it, it might have to be where... It's just the kids coming. They can watch Huddle and watch the kids that watch way, I guess. <laughs> we can't live stream. It's high school, UIL. Right, and they so. still they still haven't changed that, right? Mm-hmm. They were talking about it a couple weeks ago, and they still haven't made any deal. All right. Well, uh, what kind of are what's kind of the next step for the volleyball preparations? All of a sudden, three weeks out from mm-hmm. two days. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they have to get as much game playing time as possible because it's the only way they're going to get in shape. Because, I mean, yeah. we rely on the club to, you know, keep most of our oh, kids you know, going. And, and they haven't been going except for the last two weeks, really. Right, right. Unless they did private lessons or something like that, um, which I don't think any of them did. And then with the stopping and starting and lifting and then not lifting and lifting and not lifting and turning our backs again and... So, I mean, all these things are terrible scenarios, but, I mean, we're not the only ones in it. So, there's that. There is that. Yep. I, yep. Everybody's in the same boat. So. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, first day, and you said the participation was uh, higher. higher, at least back to where it was, like, the first week or so? Uh, I would say the second week. Second week? Okay, I got you. I got you. Uh, first week, we had, like, 60. Uh, this time, we had, had 12, 24... Probably 30, 35. All right. Today. All right. All righty. Well, how's it feel to be back uh, with the kids again? Obviously, like you said, you would rather hug them and actually like yeah. be able to do stuff with them. It's, but but to, like to be back in this room with kids. It's it's great. Um, <laughs> what I do is why I'm here. It's not just my volleyball kids. I like I right. enjoy seeing all of our kids. You know, trying to get better and seeing more numbers today, even though there is the threat out there. Um, they're still trusting us to keep them safe, so that's what I like to see. There you go. Thank you to both coaches, and hopefully we are indeed back to playing live sports here again soon. But of course, it has been speculated the UIL could be coming out with a statement on Return to Sports Monday, so stay tuned to that on Twitter, at CMAC217, and on CLNews.com. That's about all I've got for this week. Next week, we'll have a couple of feature interviews, first with local musician John Stork, then with local rodeo athlete Mandy Jo Wood, fresh off a third Golden Saddle in her final year of competing in the Austin County Youth Rodeo Association. So you'll want to come back around for those ones. Once again, we've got a great paper this week, so be sure to grab your copy today, and thank you for taking a look under the hood with us on the show. Have a good weekend. Stay safe and go buy a paper.